Hey, what's up, everybody? Yours truly back in the space, back in the place. Once again, Mickey Smith Jr. You know what time it is. We call it See the Sound, the podcast that that looks a little bit deeper. There's more to this thing called life than what meets the eye. And when I talk about the sound, it's not the audible, it's the internal. It's not that thing necessarily you can hear, but it's that significance that we bring to every situation, that significance that can resonate with our students or even can repel them. At the end of the day, we all have a sound, and every child's one sound adult from discovering their sound of success. But how do we stay sound in this season? I think it comes from the words and the testimonies of those that are in the trenches that are doing it. So today I am delighted to have a phenomenal individual educator, uh, just just a, a truly great human being that that is taking a little time out of his day to talk with us about this thing called teaching life. And uh, as he likes to put it, teaching your class off, guys. So we I want with no further introduction. I want to introduce to some and uh, present to others. Mr. C.J. Reynolds. Thank you, C.J., for being with us today. Thanks, bro. <laughs> right away. Like. That was the most well-oiled machine opening. <laughs> like <laughs> your whole hey. presence. I mean, look, I look like I look like I took a day off, which I come did, on, man. But like I'm just like, all right, I got to up my game. <laughs> all right, hey, so uh, it's the three ring doing? circus here, man. Don't don't be fooled. It's just it's just oh. a man in the hat with the circus. But look, That's the look, game. look. I'm telling you, man. We. we Folks, y'all don't even understand, as you're listening to this today, we are in for such a treat. So uh, we're going to get started on this thing. On the other side of this sound, you will see the sound. We are back. We are back. Once again, yours truly, Mickey Smith Jr., and this is See the Sound. And I guess today, look, mm. if you don't know him, you're not living your best life. I'm telling you, this man is everywhere, and he is everything for so many out there not just in education, but for young people that he's engaging, that he's connecting with, parents. There's, there's so many individuals that come to him and say, hey, we need so we need some direction. We need some hope. And he uses his platform, uses his classroom to not just teach, but to reach, not just instruct, but to inspire. And I am I am delighted to have him uh, with us today. Just to, we're just chopping it up today, CJ. CJ Reynolds, y'all. Look, CJ, for those that may not know, just tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Whatever you comfortable with in 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 forty five seconds or less. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So I, uh, in short, I teach ninth grade literature in a class called the History of Hip Hop in West Philadelphia at an all boys school. This is my sixteenth year. Um, besides that, I run this business called Real Rap with Reynolds. It's like YouTube and writing books and stuff of that nature. And then trying to be the best dad that I that I can yeah. be and best husband I can be and actually and the best dog owner that I can be yes. uh, all all in a single day. So it's that's that's me in a nutshell. Now, look, you said I'm well old. My man, look, I jokingly said that. Do y'all look? Did somebody have the timer? I think he might even did forty seconds. That's what I'm talking about, man. Not when, not the first when you rodeo. Teach ninth grade. There's no room for error, right? You got. <laughs> it's like it's the show starts when the bell hits. You know what I mean? So you got you know you got to jump in when you're when they're ready. That's it. That's it. You know, I always believe kids' attention span is their age in minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like like this year, man. You know, for folks that follow me. Uh, you've been following for a while, you know, for many, many years, I've been doing high school and middle school band instrumental. And now I'm, 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 I moved, you know, um, I moved across the country. We're in South Florida now, man. I'm at a new school. Uh, they did not have a music program, uh, per se. And, uh, we're basically building it from the ground up. But I said all that to say, I'm doing middle school band, which is, that's my jam. That's my thing. I'm crazy. I love middle schoolers. And, uh, but I've also entered the dark world early childhood elementary dum 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 
it's a scary place, man. I'm telling you, there's some days like pre-K, kindergarten, first grade. It's just a different energy. Like you said, you got to yeah. hit the ground running with them. Um, and I don't think folks realize how much what we do is 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 not want to say performance, but it's it's definitely engagement. It's definitely a level of entertainment. What has that yeah. meant for you? You know, as a teacher, how does that? You know, you, you're into the YouTube thing. We follow you. Got the followers. Does that does that play a role in what you teach every day and how you produce your classroom experience? So I'll say, I mean, there's there's so in short order. Um, I wanted to be, I grew up, I wanted to be a drummer since I was in the fourth grade. Yeah, right. Man. So like I did that for a number of years and then that didn't, wasn't really conducive to like a family lifestyle, but then, um, I wanted to be a monk. And then, so I spent some time in a monastery and then I thought, <laughs> I wanted to be a, yeah, then I, it's getting weirder. Then I wanted to be a clown, but a clown in like third world countries. So like, or, or developing countries rather. So, um, I spent some time in Zambia and South Central, uh, Africa and uh, worked in a hospital there and like blew bubbles wow. and like just tried to bring light to, to people that were in a really dark place. And so somebody, when I came back from Africa said like, you should, you should be a teacher. And I was like, yeah. Bro, I didn't even like school. I didn't, I, didn't, I went to mm -hmm. high school because of my friends. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to high school because I enjoyed learning, but it was like, when I thought about it, it was those three things. It was being on stage. It was caring for those on, on the on like the, in the margins um, and really showing up and realizing that my ordinary could be someone else's extraordinary. Yeah. And that was what kind of drew me to education. You know, the, the side part of that, like the, the whole YouTube hustle has been the greatest lesson I've ever taught my students in my life. <laughs> like it is because they saw when I had three subscribers and I'm pretty sure two of them were my grandma with two different email <laughs> accounts, right? Just because she wanted to give some love. Yeah. But yeah. Then for them to see how that's grown, the opportunities that have come, the, you know, the brand deals and the books and all of this stuff, like that to me has been a lesson to students that like, look, I was, you know, what, almost 40 years old before I even got on YouTube, right? So if you yeah. think you can't do it, I'm going to show you what hard work looks like. So there's all this stuff we talk about in the classroom, but I'm going to show you in real life what this looks like. And that has been one of my favorite lessons I've ever gotten to teach students. It's been incredible. Wow. Wow. There's, there's so much, there's so much to unpack there, man. This is, this is, this is good. We could, we could literally just camp out in that little area right there, man. I'm like, look, look, we, we may have to have, a, we may have to have an after hours, a uh, little, little session, man. Cause there's so much, you. there's so much I, I want to know. And I know folks that are listening right now, if you aren't on the edge of your seat right now, I don't know what to tell you. I'm telling you, this is, this is amazing. My man went from being the drummer and I felt it too. I was going, I was waiting. I felt it. I, I said, this dude, this dude's got some music. He's got some music in his blood. And then we went, you got me with the monk thing though. I'm gonna be honest with you. The monk thing threw me off and it then the clown. In there. Yeah. But I, it, it's all, like you said, it's all about reaching hearts and minds. And a lot of times we get so caught up on, on the instruction we forget about the individual, be it ourselves or the, or the students sometime. And I think that personal connection, that human element, that's what's, that's what's game changing for folks. And I think part of making that connection is I always like to say, having your X, Y, Z, having your X, Y, Z. So, so like the X marks the spot, X is the sound. We're going to talk about that in a second and your Y and Z are something a little bit different. But if, if I could, if I could just kind of chat with you about the X idea that just resonated in my in my mind listening to you I believe that everybody has a sound I think everybody has a significance the sounds not the audible 
It's that thing that that's deeper. It's that it's that that thing that makes you uniquely you. It's your unique personal significance. That's why at the end of the day, you know, a lot of dudes play the saxophone, but nobody's me. And that's not from an arrogant standpoint. It's just I'm signature. You know, there's a lot of guys that play the drums. And I would even say there's probably a few monks out there that's got some nice beats. Oh, and maybe I mean, I got to believe out of eight billion people, there's probably one other person in the world that's a drumming monk who has who has, you know, dabbled in some clownery. I mean, I'm just saying there's got to be one other dude somewhere. I'm just saying. But with all that being said, that other dude still ain't you. And a lot of times people don't understand it's not it's not an arrogant standpoint. It's awareness. It's awareness of the significance you bring. And as teachers, we totally get that because we're always trying to get our kids to see their value and see their significance. But many times teachers don't use the mirror. They just use the window. Right. And I think yeah. it's so important in, in stressful times, in unprecedented times. I said I wouldn't say that word, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. In unprecedented times, we got to we got to turn the mirror on us. So the mirror says X marks the spot. I believe your sound is at that sweet intersection of your gift and your passion. See, a lot of people are are gifted. Uh, matter of fact, sometimes look, sometimes I go to choirs. I'll go to the church or I'll go to the, the little school choir. And oftentimes they'll have a soloist and that person is incredibly passionate, but not gifted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they out there making the joyful noise. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Bro, I grew up in punk rock. So I know hundred percent what you're saying, right? It's like, this dude's got three strings on his guitar and we're all, we're all vibing with him. But yeah, it's like, I mean, man, what are you doing? You got, I need, I need the fourth string. Right. And, yeah. and, but then sometimes there's somebody like the voice, like I'm old school. Like I, I love Whitney Houston, man. It was just like, wow, this person sings amazing. But then there's something else. There's something a little deeper. There's this passion to go with the gift. And in your case, like you've been able to, to man, just really merge your gift, your gifts, whether it's the music, the entertainment element of it, whether it's that giving heart, you know, that, that, that drew you into that, 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 that ministry, so to speak, and you see, mm. you see this more as a calling, or, or even if it's that dude that's just fun to be around that wants to bring joy. That those are gifts, but then you blended it with your passion. What would you say? What would you say your passion is for for when you a wake up in the morning? What wakes is, you up, man? It, it is it is helping students to succeed on a level that they didn't expect, and 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 so for me, that's always through relationships. Like when I build relationships with students. Um, I come from a world that like, I I basically grew up in the Sandlot, right? From the movie, The Sandlot. That's what my neighborhood was like. And now I teach in West Philadelphia and and my students go through a lot of struggles. They go through a lot of tragedy that I don't have never had to go through in my life. Um, So it's really, for me, it's about connecting on a human level with kids and showing them that you care, giving them a space and a place to explore and express who they are, what they think and what they feel. And when you do that for kids, like you find that kids want to connect. And, and some of that has to come from you. Like you said, like you have to share who you are and where you came from. And although I, I haven't, I, I have few shared experiences with my students. Like I've been through my own stuff. Like both of my parents passed when I was very young. Mm-hmm. Um, I had kind of a tumultuous upbringing. And then I bring all that stuff into the classroom as not a way to say, Hey, I've been there too, but like I've been through my stuff and I, yeah. and I found a level of success that like, and a life that I'm extremely, extremely happy about. So um, it's, it's connecting with kids on that, on that level. And really, I mean, that's been my whole life. I, I, like my wife could tell you that if I go to the food store with my wife, 
little kids in carts, just like with their moms, just talk to me yeah. all the time. It was so weird when I was a kid. Cause they'd be like, I love dinosaurs. My dog just died. I want a new transformer for Christmas. I'm like, bro. And then moms look at you like, what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah. I, didn't even say, I said nothing. <laughs> just, it happens all the time when I'm at the playground with my kids. It's like seven other dudes that come over and they're like, Hey, can we play tag too? I'm like, why are you talking? Why are you talking to me? Yeah. Like this is the, you know, mom, you, there's I a, there's a clown exactly, monk over there making exactly, a sick like beat. You know, <laughs> sir, do you have, do you have children? Cause we're a little concerned right now, but it's really, I think everyone innately, there's some intuitive piece mm -hmm. to you, right? That you mm -hmm. know what that thing is for you. It's having the courage to have it come alive mm. in the classroom. It can be, the classroom can be a scary place. Schools can be a scary place where you just feel like you need to like, like it's overly homogenized and you need to just fall in line. But when you can show up and be yourself and realize that you're ordinary as somebody else's extraordinary, like then it's game on. Then yeah. it, that, like, that's, that's what makes me excited. And when I talk about building relationships with kids, it's like, we're building relationships for life, not for this year. You know, I have kids that are, that I taught 15 years ago that still come over for dinner that come over and like, uh, like, well, like whether they're having dinner, whether they come over for my kids' birthday parties, whether we go to their weddings or whatever it is, uh, that's, those are seeds that you plant that you just get to watch grow for the rest of your life. If you're, if you're blessed. And, and so it's been really spectacular in that That's way. Cool, man. Yeah. I, modern day teaching is relationship based teaching. I mean, you, we, we learned that, especially in, in, in the dreaded COVID, you know, season mm. where, you know, I, I remember, man, back in the day, especially as a new teacher, they, they, they just drilled benchmarks and standards. Like, like you got to hit these benchmarks, you got to hit these standards. And, and if they saw you, you know, quote unquote, playing around too much or, you know, just not, not really locked in on it. You know, you got, you got low key reprimanded and like, Hey, we need the benchmark standards. Don't worry about that engagement. Let's get to the benchmarks and standards. But then fast forward. Now we on these Brady bunch screens and we're on the zoom, we're on the Google meets and all this kind of stuff. And if you don't have the engagement, then you never get to the benchmarks and standards because they will mute out and log out if they're not really bought in to the process. So, um, you know, you talk about the value of, of relationship, but what, what are, what are the keys to getting kids to buy in, you know, when you're in the classroom, what are some things you see that maybe have been beneficial to you, or maybe let's just be real. Maybe you, you've, you've been fortunate to go to different schools and settings and classrooms. What are some things maybe you see that are, maybe are deficient or oh, I say deficient overlooked undervalued that people look at and go, all oh, that'll never work. But like they're essential elements. What, what are the keys yeah. to to reaching, you know, these darn kids, what's the, what's the key, you know, not being a curmudgeon these days. Look, I, that's such a huge question. But I think in short, it is one, it is being visible, right? Like we are as human beings, we gravitate towards which we are the most familiar with. Right. And so if you're in the hallways, if you're in the front of the school at the beginning of the day, yeah, you're just saying hi to kids, what you're doing is letting young people know that I see you and that you matter. Right. So like, that that alone is a huge step because I think young people are often told, you know, I have this, uh, one of my favorite poets puts it, um, that young people are told speak when spoken to and then are never spoken to. And so when we create spaces and places for kids to talk about things they're interested in, right? Like, so what are you interested in? If I'm just in the hallway, yo, bro, come talk to me about this hoodie. What does that say? Or like, let me see those shoes. Like, what do you got on? Or what's, what, what's that brand of backpack? Or like, 
I noticed your new haircut or what'd you do this weekend or what YouTube channels are you watching or whatever it is, you're you're showing kids that you're interested. Then I actually check out some of that stuff, right? It doesn't have to take up all your time, but like I've watched every Marvel movie and I started watching them for a reason, not because I, you know, as I wanted to, but because that's what everybody was doing. I've played video games. I've played more Fortnite as a 44 year old man than anyone I know that's not living in his mom's basement. Come on. So like it is, but it's because that's where the kids focus and attention is. So all you have to do then to, and, and, and not to oversimplify this, but you go to where their attention is, you learn about it. Then you, you flip it and you turn your class into something that is like your vocab. My vocab was taught through Fortnite for years and then through among us for years and then Mm -hmm. through YouTube channels and memes for years. It is just taking what kids are interested in and creating it. And so, you know, several years ago, I got this opportunity to pick an elective and I created an elective called the history of hip hop um, because nobody else was teaching it. And my kids, my students only talk about a handful of things. It's either, it's Mm -hmm. all boys. So they're either talking about sports, which I have no interest in and no talent (laughs) in Um, the, they're either talking about girls or they're talking about how hungry they are, or they're talking about music. And so I'm not going to teach a class on girls. I can't cook. So I figured, well, let me teach on music. And that has been an opportunity to take this thing that everyone talks about. Everyone's listening to everyone is like, that is the pulse of our culture. I, I think, and creating a space for kids to learn about all manner of things we need them to learn mm-hmm. about through the lens of something that already has their attention. And then to do that, I mean, like to even go a step further, it's like, you know, I'm a 44 year old white dude that grew up in Sandlot, basically New Jersey, um, that like, I don't know what it's like to grow up in certain neighborhoods. I, don't, I can't rap. Uh, don't let, don't let real rap with Reynolds fool you. That is about being <laughs> true and honest. I am not a rapper, but it's about, it gives me this opportunity to pull in folks from the neighborhood yeah. to, to DM fashion designers and entrepreneurs and hip hop artists and DJs, and then have them come into our classroom and have kids learn all these things that are part of the, the core curriculum standards, but through the lens of something that they're so passionate about already, mm-hmm. then then it's it's what that's really doing, Mickey, is it's showing kids that you're willing and you care enough to go into their world of whatever that is, anime, tr- you know, monster trucks, like video games, whatever. And then saying, hey, would you will like, would you come check out my world of literature mm-hmm. or math or biology where I'm going to tie some of this stuff in? I just think that kids are more apt to show up if you do it that way. Man, man that's powerful. So so in in as I'm hearing this, it's, it's a matter of not just focusing on the subject matter, but doing it in a way that shows them that they matter, how much yes. they matter. That's, yeah. that's, that's powerful. That lens, uh, looking through the lens of something that has their attention. Look, I'm taking notes, man. That's, that's strong because a lot of times, you know, we're, we're, we're just, we're just creating an experience that reflects our experience. Yeah. And that's not an yeah. experience that they want. And I'm guilty of it. Look, I'm not I'm not here putting anybody on blast today. I'm uh, the teachers in town, but the teachers a student today. I'm I'm taking notes because there's so much of this. I'm le- I'm even finding myself asking how much how much is my class reflecting the students that are in it? I think we need to be students of our students is what I'm hearing yes. from you. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And, you know, like just think back to like if I think back to ninth grade, when I had to learn the Odyssey, which I hated, if someone had compared that to Star Wars, 
it would change you. I'd have been like, what are we talking about? Star Wars? What? Like, if I had learned simile and metaphor and imagery through the lens of Nirvana or Tribe Called Quest, it would have changed everything. And I would have immediately locked in, but they didn't. They, They did it a different way. Like you said, like teachers teach through a lens that they think is interesting and not necessarily that their students think is interesting. And that's tough because it's like the ultimate professional development. Like, like it's, you, you're making yourself the ultimate lifelong learner because you can never get complacent. Like, like every time you think you have it, another surge of kids comes in and their interests, wants, and needs may be entirely different than that group that you had last year, even three years ago. So you're constantly having to reassess and hopefully evolve. Um, and that's, that can be challenging, you know, for the younger teachers, I think they have an advantage because they know nothing like, 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 mm-hmm. like everything, everything, when you're that new teacher is so new, you're, you're apt to receive and to disseminate things and to, and to even, you know, I won't say question yourself, but even say, you know, well, there may be a better way. You know, like the song says, but there's got to be a better way, better way. You always got that mindset that maybe there's a better way. But then I think some of the greatest enemies that we face are is success and experience. And we start getting a little successful. We start getting a little experience and we're like, well, that worked for me five years ago. But man, the way life is moving now, five years is an eternity. Matter of fact, depending on what age group you teach five years ago, they may not even have been here. So yeah. it's like you're always having to be a student, like I say, of the students. Um, and I never really thought about that until you you brought that up today. That's that's, that's strong, so important. That, that that point. Right. So if you think about especially pop, pop culture, but definitely hip hop culture, the, <laughs> the emphasis is always on what is fresh. You cannot play last summer's jam at this summer's you block can't. party. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't do it because everyone's going to go. This is old, especially when you got dudes like Drake that put out an album like every five minutes. <laughs> exactly. And so it's constantly fresh and new, but that doesn't mean you have to redo your whole curriculum. These are the things we're doing to sprinkle magic on our lessons. So it's just changing your example, but it's still a metaphor is a metaphor, right? Uh, Like the Pythagorean theorem, theorem, you can tell how much I know math is Pythagorean (laughs) theorem, right? It's it's like, it's not going to change, but the way in which we introduce the way in which we engage the way in which we build our lesson around that and, and flesh it out. That's where the magic is, I think. So only takes these little tiny shifts um, if you're paying attention. But I mean, if you want relationships, that's the work. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't take your new girlfriend out on a, on a date that your old girlfriend liked and be like, no, this worked last time. She wow. loved carnations. Hey, and hey, going man, look, I need you to say that again for the folks in no. the back row. Come you on now. Not take your new girlfriend out on a date that worked for your old girlfriend. It doesn't work that way. We just, we so. just saved somebody's relationship. I just want, we, we say we're saving lives today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, now, you know, I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, it's, it's, it's so cool to see somebody that is not only, you know, knowledgeable about what goes in the classroom, but, but like I said, is both gifted and passionate about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, as I said before, you got your ex and we hear your sound. We feel your sound in this moment. We, you, you even outlined the gifts and now you added that nice icing of the passion on it. And I think when people can find that, then they don't really, they don't really go to work like the rest of rest of folks out there you know what i'm saying I, let's not get it twisted i know you're working i know i know you're putting in the work 
but it doesn't necessarily feel like a job. Like it feels like I get to, as opposed to I have to. Um, I, I see that on your videos. I, I hear it in the tone of your voice, but I think that, that that's not just a re result of the X, but it's also the Y, right? We talked about X, Y, Z. So, so like you got the Y and the Y is just that, it's your Y. It's your Y, you know? And, and for so many of us right now, no fault of our own, you know, we just humanity on display. We operate in this thing and let's be honest, people are tired right now. Whether you're a teacher or whether you're just a human being, there is a level of fatigue that is hitting people in a way it has not hit in modern time or in recent memory, right? So you got people out here who had good intentions, but they just, the fuel is low now. And it's so weird, you know, remember those Snicker commercials where my man would get hungry and they're like, they're like, you're not yourself. <laughs> It's like they had the old school yeah. and Betty White, like like my man yeah. was getting all cranky and stuff. And I think for so many of us, like we're really good teachers, but we, well, how you say we hung, we hangry, we hungry, yeah. we hungry and angry right now because the fuel is running low. But I think one way to refuel is to always plug back in to your why. And a why oftentimes is not always a question. It's a manifestation of a what or a who. Like, like, like I, I remember the, the scene in the water boy. I don't know why I'm all these movie kicks. I'm visual today, man. No, but I remember I get you. I get like you. water boy, when he went to go kick the football, he'd like picture, he pictures somebody's face on the other person. Or like, or like even the water boy, like when he went to go tackle somebody, he'd, he, mm -hmm. he'd picture somebody else to, to lower his level of anxiety or to ramp him up. Right. He, that was the motivator. He didn't want to just see a game. He wanted to see it personal. He didn't want to, you know, and he, he wanted to make it personal. So, so yeah. part of the passion comes from making it personal. What, what, what is your, what's your why, man? Like what, what mm. gets you up in the morning? Cause I got a, I got a strong feeling. This is really our first time talking. I don't really know you, but I, I don't think you got an alarm clock. You don't strike me as an alarm clock, dude. I don't know. Um, the only reason I have an alarm clock is so that I, well, because I don't want to wake everyone else up in the building <laughs> in, in the house, but I get up, I do get up very, very early. Um, but that's because the work is important to me and my life is important to me. And I know what I want out of my life. And it's, uh, like, you know, there's, there's this, uh, this guy, a podcast I follow called Jocko Willink podcast. And he says that discipline equals freedom. And so mm. it is about creating this life that is extremely disciplined so that you have the freedom to do the things that you are called to do. And so for me, my why is, I mean, there's a few of them, but ultimately, I mean, I'm church, man. So like, yeah, I yeah. feel like that, that, that teaching is, is something I've been given to do. Uh, and look, my whole life has been a surprise, man. Like, you know, but it's always been driven by this sense of where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? So the fact that I teach is, uh, to me, it is something I've been given to do, you know, for, and that goes to like, to where I live is somewhere to where I teach is, is, mm -hmm. is, is an intrinsic, like, pull towards something. Um, and then, you know, the why for so much other stuff that I do. So like my business, you know, so I create like, I create resources and try and help teachers to be the teachers they were called to be. Uh, because they realize that that's just not out there, right? Like uh, so much of social media, and this is not, I don't want to dig at anyone. I'm not here to yeah, diss yeah. anyone, but like a lot of social media is about, like we were saying earlier, it's about the flex. It's about mm -hmm. the, you know, the kind of the superficial part of it. And that can be fun too, right? Like I love my classroom. I love spending endless hours decorating my classroom, trying to make the most magical place any kid ever walked into in their life. 
but the why behind that is students. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's what I want. The why behind the business is helping teachers to be the best teachers they, they can be. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, it's my, it's my family. It's, I want my family, you know, I didn't get to grow up with the, with the dad. So I want to be the dad that I always wanted. So it's like, when you're remembering that stuff, it really helps to push you forward. And you realize that when you, I think for me, it's when realizing that like my motivation, my inspiration, my peace, my drive doesn't come from anyone out there. It comes from something bigger than me. That for me is something that is, uh, is a driving force that no one can mess with. And, yeah. and so I, I get to, I get to operate on some next level type time. So, yeah, yeah I think that's so critical. And I think, I think that's, that's a big part of what's been lost uh, as, as technology has improved and um, you know, our connectivity, you know, globally has improved. We've, we, we, we've taken on way too much, just too much pressure on people's shoulders. I think that there's, there's mm-hmm. something to be said about being plugged into something bigger than yourself you were mm-hmm. never meant to carry the burdens of this thing called life alone. Yep. Like it's not, we're not even built for that. And I think that you're seeing a lot of people falter under the weight of just everyday life because everyday life <laughs> is a real thing. And it's, 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 it's really heavy to carry in and of yourself without having that clarity. And you spoke about this on a couple of occasions already. And I want to delve into it. We talked about the X, we talked about the Y, but there's a Z too. And I think Z is that destination. I think it's the destiny. I think that's what a destiny is. It's that predetermined thing. I believe that that for all of us, we were born into this thing called life with a with a predetermined nature. Like there's there's something we were all called to do and most importantly called to be. You know, a lot of times we set up our to-do list, but we really need to be setting up our to-be list because at the end of the day, ain't none of us human doings. Like last time I checked, we're human beings, right? So to be or not to be, that's the answer, in my opinion. I don't. That's I think it. I think that's flat out. That's so the answer. Good. So so if we talk about the Z, it comes down to this: um, it's having vision. And 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 this is something like the moment you spoke, I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and get through this X Y stuff. Like I didn't. None of this is scripted, America. Okay, globe. We'll say globe. Globe. It's <laughs> not scripted. I'm just. We just. I'm just really just just. I'm taking all of this in and and I hope the listeners are too that 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 there that there can be passion that there can be purpose that there can be significance in every single day in this beautiful ordinary thing called life there can be something extraordinary but we have a lot of say in it too you know down in the south it's hot and uh especially in the summer man and if you show up to a house that ain't got air conditioning with a thermometer you're not going to make any friends <laughs> but if, but if you some kind of way can finagle the thermostat to start working again, you the hero. I'm just saying you get invited. You get invited back to the house party the second time because For the thermometer sure. just reports the problem. But the thermostat that sets the climate, it sets the atmosphere. And I believe that we have that capacity to be climate changers. Climate change is real. Every day you step in the room, <laughs> CJ, I feel it. Every day you step in that room, you're a climate changer. Uh, you know, I try to make my point to be a climate changer, but that doesn't happen by happenstats. It happens by uh, habit stacks small things done well stacked on top of each other. And I think it ultimately starts with having clarity and having a level of vision, intentionality and consistency. So whether it's in the classroom or whether it's in the boardroom or whether it's in the production room, you have a vision. 
you have a vision and a lot of people are scared to speak their vision you know we even read stories about how folks get thrown in a pit sometime when they share their they share their dreams sometimes even with their closest brothers you know it, it can be something that that causes some animosity but i believe now more than ever people need to hear the power of vision vision that can take you from potential to promise because everybody's got potential like that doesn't they even got a whole show america's got talent that tells me everybody's got it but that don't make you special the thing that makes you special at the end of the day is being significant and being significant is getting to that place of promise getting to that destiny that destination so for those people that that want a better classroom that want a better life what do you think in your opinion is the power of having vision is it significant isn't it important to have a vision do you need to know what you want like what does that mean to you man it is it's everything the having the audacity to dream about the life that you want and really, really dream, not based on where you came from or what your parents mm. told you you were capable of or any of, or, or how good the best teacher is in your school. Like just dreaming, right? Like sitting down with a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and dreaming about what is the life that I want to have? What would this look like if it was amazing? And then looking at your classroom in the same way, right? Like I have a teacher bucket list that is like, like these are experiences I want to have with my students and as an educator before I'm, I'm, I'm finished. And that I think if you can't dream that out and you're going to, you're like figuring it out on the way you're, I just think you don't get as far. It's about having this vision and then simply reverse engineering that, that, image that you come up with in your head and then getting real about it. Like, well, what would it take to do that? Because I've gotten to take my students to some really extraordinary places. I've gotten to take them, you know, to different countries around the world, to different boardrooms and have like these real magical moments. But that happened because you had the audacity to dream about it. And then you just made it work. You put yeah. work into it. And, and, if you don't think you can do that, if, if that's something that scares you, it's about remembering, going back to that why. I'm not here because of me anyway. Education's only ever about students. This isn't about me. It's not about teacher of the year. It's not about any of that sort of thing. This is about how can I create an experience for students that makes school amazing. School is largely boring. It yeah. sucks so much that that's why kids get to my ninth grade classroom and they're so apathetic. I mean, some of that's just being a teenager, but like <laughs> it, it is, it is working through that apathy and telling kids like, no, this is going to be the best year you ever had. I feel bad. Right. And I, my, my, and my 10th grade English teacher in my school knows that I say this too. So I'm not trying to set her up for failure, but it's like, yo, I want to make your job as hard as possible because I want to have the greatest year this year. So yeah. get ready. Oh, I like and that. For me, it's it's when you start there, uh, everything else in your life becomes about optimizing who you are and how you work so you can reach the goals and dreams that you have uh, mm. that you've dreamt of. That's good. It's not planning out your day. It's putting purpose in your day. 100%. Every day. That's, that's yes. powerful. And I love the, the concept of dreaming audaciously. Um, for me, that, that, one, that one strikes home from a personal standpoint because I grew up in a in a forgotten community. You talk about a place that has no value. They literally bulldozed my whole town and built a chemical plant on top of it. Like, like it's not like most cities you go to things change, but they still got the fire hydrant. <laughs> they still got the yeah. local, you know, fire station or they got the school. No, it's gone. Not a blade of grass, not a tree stump. Everything's gone. They bulldozed the whole place. Look like Hiroshima, right? So an entire community 
gone. But even before the bulldozer showed up, we knew. We knew. I mean, you feel it. And and you probably you probably feel some element of that even with your students where they come from situations and, and it takes a little something. Like you got to prove yourself to them because they're like, nah, nah. You know, they, there's just a little chip on the yep. shoulder maybe type deal. And, and, and I, I say all that to say, you know, growing up as a kid, I had an acute respiratory condition. I was in and out the hospital as a kid. And, um, you know, fast forward when I did get to school, I was a CND student. I didn't really like school, man. I got in trouble all the time. I got uh, ends conduct for, they said, um, you know, he talks too much. He's disruptive. He, yeah. he draws too much in class. He's distracted, makes too much noise. You know, he's making sound and stuff like that. And two years later, I ended up being student of the year for my school, right? Mm. Uh, I started playing this thing called the saxophone. Again, acute respiratory condition. And, yeah. and I began playing and my sound was so amazing cj my mom told me keep on going mm. uh, because my sound was so amazingly terrible she kicked me out the house she said keep on going that's no, true story i wish i was making this up my mom hates the story because it's true so anyway my journey continued until eventually we live in a rural setting i used to play my saxophone across the street in the woods squeaking and squawking man next to a little gully but i continued that and that that idea of keep on going it's so powerful. My students say, you didn't get mad at your mom because the story is pretty elaborate. Like, it's true. Like, she kept telling me this a few times. I said, no, because I learned something as a, as a young kid that the words only have the power that I that I perceive. So you keep on going can mean two things. It could I could have taken it as get away from me or I could have taken it as just as that. Don't stop. Keep going. And now I'm here today, man, from a community that had no value. I went from that little gully to the Grammys. You see what I'm saying? And then. Yeah. Like the same boy that got the ends for talks too much. Now I get paid to talk too much mm, as a speaker. Mm. Now I'm an award-winning illustrator. Yes. I get paid to draw too much. And now I get paid to make too much noise on this thing called music. And mm. it's just a reminder that your diagnosis and your deficiency sometimes is your superpower in disguise. But it took sound adults to help me see that it was more than what I saw. Like yeah. So now when I talk about dreaming, it's so crazy because I took my best friend to the Grammy, CJ. I took my best friend because Love when it. we were in school, he wrote in my yearbook before this educator award even came out because I'm only the seventh person ever to get it. Way back in the day in the yearbook, he wrote down, one day you're going to win a Grammy. And when you do call me, we'll go together. Yes. And I called I my it. man in X number years, decades later. I'm like, man, look what you wrote in my yearbook. And he laughed. I was like, that's crazy. And I was like, yeah, that's crazy. I said, what you doing in two weeks? He was like, man, and we just had a moment. Like, I ain't, I ain't to cry, dude, but I ain't gonna lie. I cried. I cried, right. man, because how often do dreams come true? I would say not enough, and it's not because they're not possible. It's just because we don't dream anymore. Yeah. The yearbook may be literally the last time we write stuff down that's audacious and crazy. Yeah. And and I think as educators and 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 lovers of education, whoever you may be, and however you may be in this in this moment in this season. I think we should be challenged by the words of CJ just to get out there and let's just start putting some crazy stuff down. I say crazy because it may not match up with what you're feeling right now. It may not match up with what you're even looking at or what you're what you're going through, but it can be what you're going to. And I think at the end of the day, that's the thing that that propels us from the potential to the promise. We got to have the dream. And then, like you said, distill the dream down, reverse engineer that bad boy, because it yep. doesn't work if we don't work, you know? Um, yeah. Look, 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 I, I, I got to hit you with something, CJ. We can't, we can't get away without, without, um, how do they say, what, what do people say without, um, oh, shoot, 
uh, not christening. What is it when you, when you, oh my goodness, I lost my words, but when somebody shows up on the scene, it's their first time. I don't know. Anyway, but we're going to, we're going to break you in for lack of a better word. We're going to break you in to the, I'm slightly nervous now, but let's go. See the sound. (laughs) It's not hazing. I promise. This is not a hazing event, but, but you family, once, once you go through this, you family, man, you family. So, so look guys, you know what time it is. Look on the other side of this, we're going to do this powerful thing we call the sound session. You know, I believe that not only do we have a sound, but we we have a responsibility to, to be the sound to change the world, to be the mm. significance that changed the lives and the and the perspective and the outlook and the future for those that we're charged over, whether it's our, our, our students, whether you're an administrator over teachers, whether it's your community, your family. We all have a sound and that sound was never meant for us. Look, I got a mango tree in the backyard and I realized something when I moved down here. I ain't never seen a tree eat its own fruit. So at the end of the day, what we have is a gift. It needs to be given. And it was never to be, meant to be sweet to us, but it's definitely sweet to somebody else. So we're going we gonna, to we gonna break you in, CJ. So look, don't go anywhere, guys. You know on the other side of this sound, it's going to be time for the sound session. Let's go. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. That's right, guys. You know, you always say we always say it. Let us be the sound to change the world. But what does that mean? You know, at the end of the day, you know, if I'm doing keynote address or if I'm doing professional development or anything like that, or if I've been to some, you know, the rah-rah speech, CJ, like that's cool. Like, ah, be the best, yes. But then it's like, how? You know, it's like, can you give me a tool? Can you give me something? You know, what what's the actionable next step? Well, each and every day, when I start my day, I always like to start my day with two words. Thank you. I'm not perfect by any means, but but I understand that if I don't if I don't greet each day with love in my heart, if I don't great each day with love in my heart, then I'm exponentially reduced uh, in regards to being successful for that day. Because at the end of the day, I'm just a dude, and I'm be honest, I ain't even the best dude in the world. But with love, all things are possible, and I think that that love starts with a with a perspective of gratitude. Uh, I've never had a situation or a day that if I didn't walk into it thankfully it didn't get a little brighter and i've had some dark days but i've never i've never seen a storm that was so big that if i didn't just keep on going i didn't come out on the other side so for me this is more than just a a rah-rah speech i want to give our listeners something actionable they can do so for me every day i do a sound check and sound is an acronym and today we're gonna put you on the hot seat cj we're gonna put you on the sound seat man so so i'm gonna break down this thing called the sound and this is something that I do each and every day. I'm going to share the phrase with you. And generally speaking, what I do is I write down with a I, I create vision for my day. I write down how I'm going to execute that thing in my life. Mm. And it may be something simple, like maybe smile more that day. It may be, it may be, uh, you know, ask a kid how they're doing that I haven't engaged. It may be, it may be finding new ways to connect with folks. It may be, hey, inboxing CJ Reynolds and see, hey, will he come on my podcast? I don't know, it, it, it could be a number of different things and it's unique each and every day. And of course, it's unique to the individual themselves. So when I give you this phrase, I want you to either tell me in your own words what it means to you, or possibly if you executed it today, if you don't mind sharing with the fam today, you know, what that meant for you in this precious present, this precious gift called now. So here we go, man. S-O-U-N-D. I'll be fair. I'll at least break it down first. So S stands for see yourself beyond yourself. O stands for utilize. No, operate in optimism and excellence. 
U stands for utilize all available resources. N stands for nourish relationships. And D is don't stop. Keep on going. So here we go. Here we go. go. On the fly, y'all. Spontaneous. Here we go. S, see yourself beyond yourself. Talk to us. I think so. Part of what I do every morning, I I also practice gratitude. And then part of what I do is um, I have to see myself uh, achieving on such a level that like and then and then. uh, So here's what's happening, right, is what I'm sort of doing is dreaming about what I want my day to look like. Mm -hmm. How am I impacting people? How am I touching lives? How am I being uh, a good dad, a good husband, a good dog owner, uh, a good teacher? And, and so that allows me the chance to like, see it before I'm going to be it. And, and so that is part of my daily routine every single day. That's good. And somebody might be like, Oh man, is that mumbo jumbo? See it? No, no, no. You show me a classroom that achieves. I'm gonna show you one that believes and and seeing is not believing, believing is seeing it starts here. It starts here. You know, how many times do we see situations where my goodness, even in, 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 in criminal trials and stuff, eyewitness accounts vary. You literally can have two people looking at the same thing and they see two totally different things because our mindset is so powerful. And I think that if you set the mind to see, man, you're going to see so much more than, than, the, than meets the eye. I mean, figuratively if, if, and literally. If you have a kid in your classroom that doesn't believe that what the work they're doing is going to get them somewhere mm-hmm. in life, they're not going to do it. Wow. But the, the moment you can shift and help its child to see how their unique experience in this world is actually benefit. Like you said, it's their, it becomes their superpower then, and that they can do anything that they really, really dream that they can do. It shifts everything. It changes everything for that kid. So that that's why that's true. And it's important. Yeah. Guys, if you don't hear anything today, you need to hear the words this man just said, because as you said that it occurred to me, we're not engineers, we're visionaries. When it comes mm. to these kids, we help them create a vision that supersedes a lesson, but becomes an experience that lasts for a lifetime. That's powerful. Like we could, we could stop right there. We could close the church doors. We could shut this thing down right there, but wait, there's more. All right. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, stands for operate in optimism and excellence. You have the floor. I, look, I, I think that you are the, uh, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? That's what Jim Rohn says. So it is making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are excited, that are um, excited to be alive, excited to be educators, excited to, and, and that doesn't mean that's not hard, right? But when you surround yourself with those folks, back to your, you, you, had, you had a point about, um, about the thermostat. I think uh, that everyone has a thermostat. And when your thermostat's at about 78, and you surround yourself with people that are 78, you're going to be a 78. You hang out with people that are a 91 degree mark. Mm. You might not be a 91 degree mark, right? But it's going to, it's going to cause you to raise the bar to be around folks that are doing that stuff. Um, and so I think that that plays a part in who you are during the day and how you operate. And are you showing up optimistic? Are you showing up pessimistic? Are you showing up like, quick to anger. It's about surrounding yourself with those people that are going to help to keep you uh, the best person that you can be. That's good. Life moves at the speed of relationships. It's, it's so 100%. true. And, and, if, and, and if you're always finding yourself in a situation where you always have to be the bigger person, then the folks you with probably too small or definitely the room's too small. Yep. Like, like that, that, that is so, 
that is so important that we're aware of our surroundings. And mm. that not only goes for the people, but the environments that we're in, the situations that we're in, the relationships, the situationships, like that, that's yeah. so important. So that's, that's good. Yay. You batting a thousand, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right. All right. So we're we going to continue down this knowledge, down this knowledge avenue right here. So we got the see yourself beyond yourself. We got the operate in optimism and excellence. U stands for utilize all available resources. What does that mean for us? Oh, man, teaching is a communal activity, right? Mm -hmm. It is not something that you were given to do and that you have to take on every single assignment, problem, issue, child parent that, you know, if a kid gets in trouble in my class, right, I will start with talking to the kid, but then I always go and look for someone that they, if I can't get through to that child, if I can't find that connection piece, it doesn't stop there, right? You don't give up on kids. You go find someone they connect with, and then they help you to have that conversation. And I have done this for people that, of kids that I've gotten along with, and, and I've had to go to others for help. It, it, that is, that is the crux of what we're doing because we have to remember that not everything is our assignment and not everything, not every problem is given to us to solve, but we can work as part of a collective to raise up the, uh, the folks that we're, that we're working with um, to, to create better schools and better communities. That's good. I've never heard anybody speak to a resource being an ensemble, a resource mm. being a team, a resource being a connective. Um, you know, I've done this a couple of times with folks. I've never had anybody yet that has spoke to the resource that is you and I. I always tell my students, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's all about we. Matter yep. of fact, as a band teacher, you can't even say the word band without the word and. Like you can't even, like it's, it's in there. It's like, like yep. Pregu, it's in there. It's in there. Yep. You can't even separate it. And I think it's so important, like when, when we, and I'm, I'm, I say we, cause I'm guilty of it. We're the control freak. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Well, then I'm going to burn out too. <laughs> you know, you got to take the good with the bad. And if I want to, if I want to make the most of this experience, this opportunity, and if I want to be the best that I can be for the kids, it means I, I need to be. And the only way that I can be there is to make sure that I don't take on burdens that were never meant for me. And that I look around and I, and I utilize the resources, as you so eloquently put, that are available to me in the, in the, in the form of relationship, in the form of collaboration in the form of coworkers, in the in the form of our, our superiors our supervisors all these here all these people are here uh, to be a benefit if we allow them and if we ha carry that perspective that says life's better when we band together that's that's strong yeah. man that's strong yeah. so so ah once again cj killing the game look i don't you just you've seen the videos why did we expect anything less why did we expect anything less this is good man this is must Thank hear you. I was gonna say must hear TV, but I don't, do do people even watch TV anymore? This is, I know I've gotten off 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 topic here. I don't know. I don't even. They, know. My, my students just watch YouTube. That's all they say, watch yeah. all the time. So you know, the dinosaur of TV. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But anyway, I digress. Next, we got see yourself beyond yourself. Uh, operate in optimism and excellence. Utilize all available resources. Uh, the next one is in nourish relationships. What does that mean? To me, it is when I think about school, relationships are king in the classroom, right? And I think that a lot of folks get stuck on that because they get concerned that they are, what do we do if a kid thinks that we're friends now, right? What if I do if a kid tries to take advantage because they thought we were down? 
And to me, it's about being real with those kids. It's, it's, you know, if you want to build strong relationships, you need to be able to have difficult conversations. And sometimes those conversations look like, look, you can't do that. Why? Because your success is the most important thing to me. Mm. It's not like you're, I don't like, I love that you love me. I love that we get along, but you know, I, I, dude, I've been with my wife since 1995. That only happens when you learn how to have difficult conversations yeah. over and over and over again, so you can grow together. And so I think that that is the most important thing. And, and when we talk about young people, I think a lot of folks get concerned too that like, what if your kids are going through something that you never went through? Like, you know, my students, we've lost five boys this year to gun violence in West mm -hmm. Philadelphia that are part mm -hmm. of, our, of our school community. I've never been through that in my life. So what do I say to a kid? I don't. You learn that your attention is more important than your advice and you mm. sit with people and they're hurt and through what they're going through. And that's the end. That's good. Wow. I mean, I, if I had another, I'm not dropping this mic. Okay. I'm <laughs> but if I just had a spare one, we even got to get to D I just drop it. Wait, wait a minute. You said my attention is more important than my advice in yeah. those arduous situations that Look, that's something, and that's what this podcast is all about. You know, we, we definitely talk about things in the classroom, but how many of us realize life is just a class? You know, mm. the world is our classroom. That's and many of the lessons that we uh, learn and maybe even perfect in the classroom, they benefit us outside the classroom too. And I would even, I would even say that you're a better, you're a better husband, you're a better father, you're a better friend because of those difficult situations that you've gone through in the classroom. I think they, mm. they build us, they grow us. Um, 100%. Man, it, it, and look, for that person that's out there that may be a new teacher or first year teacher or oh dear teacher, I'm not even gonna say how many years, you know, wherever you may, whatever you may be, you, you gave us such a powerful phrase that honestly diffuses any situation. And I may butcher it, your success is the most important thing to me. But yeah. why your success is the most important thing to me? And and when it's said with sincerity, you know, not not I don't, I've never been a fan of sarcasm. I mean, I know some people do it. I just believe at that age, they need they need somebody real, even even if it's real good or real bad. I don't really do the sarcasm. So if I say something, I mean it. And if I don't mm. mean it, I go home the night before and I brainwash, brainwash myself into meaning it because I never want words to come out of my mouth that don't come from my heart. And I'm really going to hold on to that, that your success is the most important thing to me. I've said it before, but I don't know that I've ever used it as a diffuser. Is that even a word, diffuser? Yeah, I don't know. well, now it is. But okay. I mean, okay. if you're in a parent meeting and a parent comes in hot and you go, listen, before we start talking about anything i want you to know that your child's success is the only thing that i care about it's the only reason i'm here dude right? we just we just Who's role gonna playing be? in that cut no nobody's <laughs> gonna you can't you can't come at me then because I'm, I'm if i'm being for real right and i'm not just trying to yeah. cover my butt your kid's success is the only thing i care about all of my decisions have been made with that that in mind that's dude. the that's the main event right here Bro, when you said that, I'm going to show you the image that came in my head. I, you, when you said that as the teacher, you are like Obi-Wan and you are telling <laughs> you are telling Anakin, I have the high ground. Stop. No matter what that parent does, we cut your legs the off. you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch the lava. I'm just saying, yeah. man, that is good. Oh, my goodness. All right. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. World. I, just, I tell you, 
<laughs> I told you when we started, it's going to be dynamic. So we've reached, we've reached the end of the sound, okay? So we talked about it. See yourself beyond yourself. Operate in optimism and excellence. Utilize all available resources. Nourish relationship. And finally, I don't even know where you go with this, man, but hey, I'm just, I'm going to lob it up. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm a Serena. I'm going to knock it over there. Yo, don't man. stop. Keep on going. I mean, look, I, I, we have to be the example for our students. We are everything we do. If we want kids to work hard, we got to work harder. If we want kids to be nice, we got to be nicer. If we want kids to be empathetic, sympathetic, to have grace for one another and mercy to go out of their way to help someone else, we have to be 10 times what we're asking young people to be. And so I think when, when we're talking about a topic like that, it's about really being the example for our kids, whether that's your own children or it's the students that are sitting in the classroom that you're there and, and look and remember that there's no off time because with social media, I mean, I have tons and tons of students that follow me years after. And, you know, I did this thing a few years ago, making 2019, I ran every day for a year uh, okay. as an experiment. So I ended up running 403 days in a row and a kid hits me up. That's it. A sophomore in college. He had gained some weight being in college. And he was like, he, he DMs me. I think I got to like, it was like when I hit day 100, he goes, yo Reynolds, I just wanted to tell you that I started working out every day because of, I saw your posts on Instagram that you're running every day. And I said, Oh wow. Really, man? Like why? And he goes, this is exactly what he says to me. Cause I figure if your old ass could do it, I might as well be able to do it too. That's like, that's what he said. So I, yes. was like, I think I appreciate that. I think that was a compliment. Yeah, exactly. Like, kids are always watching, you know, you know, you can't go to school with, you can't get a haircut midweek or it's going to be a problem. You can't even teach the next day. Right. You can't yep. shave yep. midweek because you know, it's going to be an issue yep. the next day. Kids are always watching. We have to constantly be the example for them. Mm, that's good. That's good. Don't stop keep going. You know, it's so interesting, you know, hearing you say that I'm reminded how many times I've heard things like, oh, these kids, uh, they, they were troubled today, or they, they're not really working hard. They're being so childish. And then I always kind of laugh. I'm like, hmm, children being childish, you know, like, I don't really do the sarcasm thing. But in my head, there's a lot of it. I'm yeah. like, really, children being childish. My yeah. question is, as adults, are we being adultish? And I think I think that that idea of persisting, and persevering even in the midst of a problem in a way where it, it can publicly be seen and maybe change the perspective of the pupils that we teach, I think it becomes so powerful because now they are getting an image of what can be because honestly, maybe they've never seen that modeled. Mm -hmm. And you know, like 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 I was telling one, one individual we had a conversation with, um, it just happened to be a, a female and, and be perfectly honest, this individual is an attractive individual. And I said, you're a supermodel. And she smiled. I said, but it's not what you think. I said, sure, you're a lovely young lady, yeah. but you are a model, but you're phenomenal because you're a teacher. So that makes you a supermodel. That mm. makes you a supermodel. Like the kids, the kids, they're looking and they're taking notes, even without the paper, even without the paper, they, they taking the mental note and they, and it's amazing how kids can remember everything except what you asked them to do or told them to do, but they remember everything else that like in your mind didn't even matter. <laughs> Mickey, I give a quiz at the end of the year on all of my stories I've told this year. Do you remember what my first car was called? Do you remember what I told you about my, my uncle and the horse? And the, the amount of retention 
yeah. from everyone is mind boggling. And I started as a joke, but now it's like really an assessment I give at the end of the year, not, not for points or anything. It's like you win what, what we do. We don't do cereal parties in Reynolds class. We do, uh, or we don't do pizza parties. We do cereal parties where we eat cereal yeah. to least nutritional value. So you, you win a cereal party if, if you can remember this. And it's just so funny because you're right. Kids, kids do, they, they are paying attention constantly to how are you that same person when mom comes in and mm-hmm. it is heated or as you are in the classroom, are you the same person on the street? And when they see you in target, as you were in the classroom, like, is there a level of consistency and wow. it's, it is, it's showing up and being the best that you can be. And, and, you know, so if you, if you're thinking about giving up, um, look, that's, that's your, that's your right to, to make the, you know, that, that shift. But I'm telling you that there are kids that are watching that are wanting to see what you're going to do when things are hard. And what is the example you're showing kids if it's really difficult? Um, and that's not to say, look, if someone's in a terrible school, they're in a terrible relationship, they're in a terrible situation in their life and they want to shift a hundred percent. That's, that's a much larger conversation. But in general, when stuff gets tough, kids are watching, what are you going to do now? What now Reynolds, what are you going to do now? And I'm about to show you, bro. That's what we're going to do right now. So, Hey, Hey, do you have that shirt yet? Has that shirt been made? I'm about to show you. I'm just saying that that's a strong shirt. (laughs) That's a strong shirt, man. Yes. <laughs> I would say get that bad boy printed up ASAP, yeah, man. That's a I'm good about idea. To show you, man. Hey, I'm telling you, you know, this has been so life giving because it's not about just a speech or encouraging somebody to to not give up. But I, I really, I want to say, feel. I know. I was, I was here. <laughs> I listened to it. I, I felt it. You gave transformative tools, things that we can use on a Monday things that we can use on the next day, things that we can use to make every day a Wednesday, W-I-N-S. And every day can be that win for educators as long as we are sound, as long as we keep on going. And and I believe it all goes back to, if I could put a bow on everything that I felt and heard today, my wife watches a lot of Law and Order, okay? And and like like they always talk about the victim, but they never say the victim, they say the vic, the vic. Uh, this mm. this week, this episode's Vic, and they'll, they'll talk about the Vic. And it got me to thinking about this Vic thing. You know, I think when you refer to it as the Vic, it leaves enough room and interpretation for you to change the dynamic of it. We can either mm. be victims or we can be victors. But I think it comes back to the things that you shared today, having a powerful vision for yourself, mm. for, for your students. You know, and if you hadn't already, get down there and start writing it. What what do you want? It's like that scene, the notebook. Look, I love my wife. Big shout out, Eugenia. Love my wife. She got me watching this stuff, man. The notebook, right? And they got that one scene, notebook. My man Noah talking to Allie. Look, I know the characters and everything, man. Look, she'd be so proud of me right get now. It. Get so it, buddy. like my man Noah, he asking us, and this is a scene when the rain. Look, CJ, I know you you too cool for this. You ain't never seen the notebook, but no, like, I, oh, I know this. I know okay, what you're okay. talking about. So you know the rain, like the geese out there, the geese and everything. Yep. They out in the boat. And my man says, what do you want? Like he's making, he's pressing her, so to speak. He, which, which, what life do you want? Do you want life with me? Or you want life with, with the corny dude? Like, are you want, you want all this, baby? You want all this? Like he's trying to get her. He's like, what do you want? She's, I don't, he's like, what do you want? And he wouldn't budge off of that thing until he challenged her to make that decision. And I think we have to be that, that tenacious with ourselves in these troubled times. What do we want? Write that vision. And from vision will come the intentionality because when you set your vision, now you know what to say no to. 
Like, like that's one of the most powerful words I think we can have in this season. Yeah. Sometimes we got to say no, but we don't need to be reckless with it. It has to come from a level of intentionality that stems from the ultimate vision that you have. And if you have the vision, the intentionality, then will come the consistency. And it's that consistency that people see. That's the yeah. thing where they walk by and they're like, oh, this is a great teacher, but they don't understand. It didn't start with the consistency. That's just the icing on the cake. The depth yeah. came from that intentionality and that vision. So the VIC, <laughs> yeah, you know me. That's what we talk about. We talking about right now, man. We got to have the VIC in this season. And I appreciate you, man, more than you realize for allowing us the time to share with you for opening your heart and your mind, man, and just giving us just a wealth of information today. I know that there's there's not a single person that listened to this from top to bottom that didn't leave better, that didn't leave blessed today. And at the end of the day, that's really what education is all about, adding value. And, uh, sir, you did that today. You did the thing. I appreciate it. <laughs> Look, man, you're you're the one out here making these platforms, like even making a show like this available. So this is uh, – this is great. I, I appreciate you so much. You're, you know, cause look like there, there's, there's so much content out there in the world. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but go here, here's my, my little kickback to that is that doing so with joy and with, with happiness and with a heart that is looking to give, I mean, like that is in short order, bro. So like, mm. thank you so much for even creating something like this. It's really, really appreciated. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you, man. Cause uh, feeling is mutual. And, and, and as somebody who observes you and watches you and follows you, man, it, uh, it, it definitely means a lot to hear that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Look, uh, share with us real quick. How can we stay connected with you? How can we follow you? What's the platforms share, share with the listeners today. Got it. RealRapWithReynolds.com. You can find anything about me and the links to everything else. And then on social, Real Rap with Reynolds everywhere that you're uh, you're mindlessly uh, just kind of surfing sometimes. We're all over the place. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, you're all over the place, but we're going to be there with you, man. And for our audience today, thank you. Thank you for sharing your time. Thank you for opening up your heart, your mind, your ears and whatever device you have just to let us kind of, you know, habitate with you for a little while. And, and I want to encourage you, you know, no matter what you're going through today, uh, understand that this is not the destination. It's just part of the journey. And last time I checked, even the, even the best book in the world has got a few bad chapters and even the best movie in the world got at least 10 minutes. You go grab some popcorn. So don't judge the totality of this thing off of where you are, whether it's good or bad, as we said before, just keep on going. And remember this guys, you don't just teach, you reach, you don't just instruct, you inspire. You are a sound adult. And if you never remember anything else, remember that every child is one sound adult away from discovering their sound of success. So for all my friends out there that are teachers, keep doing your thing. And look, if you're not a teacher, it's okay. We still want you. We still love you. We're glad you shared some time with us. Understand this, you're an educator. Because as I said before, an educator is somebody who simply adds value. And if you understand mm -hmm. that, then you also need to understand that this world that we live in, <laughs> it's just a class. And the life you live is the classroom. So do me a favor. Make your classroom sound, make your teaching epic, and I promise you, your legacy will be significant. Until next time, keep on going, and may your sound change this world. See the sound, MickeySmithJr.com. Heartbeat, that motherless child. As we search for love, we all need a of smile. There's a sound that is so sweet when we hear child you belong so let our words of love flow freely like a river strong and 
Sweet when we hear child, you belong. 